let me hit you with a pathetical hypothetical type of a question is the glass really half empty or is it really half full go ahead and say that to your little niece or nephew or cousin it's pestering the hell out of you at the thanksgiving supper table make sure whenever you do it though you pour the glass down and uh make sure you grab a yoohoo you gotta grab a fun drink can't just do it with water they're gonna sit there for five seconds that's totally all gonna backfire on you and then you're gonna have to go fake sit in the bathroom and smoke your vape pen or a cigarette and pretend you're taking a poop you don't want to do that so make sure you make it fun the national holiday of supper and if you don't have yoohoo at your house for thanksgiving i don't really know if i want to be a part of your celebration i do say that kindly all right without further ado i'm gonna jump on in to the next topic of first discussion i didn't even start yet i almost drowned I didn't drown in a bathtub, I didn't hold my head underneath the Pepsi machine and be dared to drink it until I couldn't anymore. I was in the deep end of a public swimming pool, and I don't know what happened that day. Um, I thought I was Mr. Cool, and you would have thought I had the slicked back hair with the black shades and black leather jacket with a toothpick in, flicking a quarter leg posted up on the side of a brick establishment. I was just wrong that day. That wasn't me. Shouldn't have happened. I, I had no business being there in that alter ego. I let it get the best of me. I saw everybody having a good time over at the diving board. And I went over to that diving board and I don't know. I, I thought I was going to launch. I, I had some like illusion in my head, man. Like I, um, I think I had like SpongeBob swimming trunks at the time. I wasn't that old. I had to be about maybe, I was probably like nine years old. Young guy at the time. Just a young tyke. And uh, yeah, I went there, you know, and I tried to, I tried to impress everybody. Everybody was going down at the diving board. I had this imagination like I was going to be uh, some kind of Michael Phelps doing like a 180 swan flare right down and right down into the water crash right into it and i dove in without even realizing that it was about it's about a seven foot eight foot uh deep end down there and i was down there and i could see myself there was somebody's used up dirty band-aid at the bottom of the pool i can't really express enough how how gross it was seeing that but i was down there with it and i was just Taking up water, man. Fill it up. Um, I had to be rescued by a lifeguard. It was pretty embarrassing. Not really a, a fine moment to talk about my life. If I was on a date, I'd have to say it'd probably be one of the last things I, I'd want to bring up. Or, I mean, if, you know, if it came up, unfortunately, it, what's the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to you? I drowned in an eight-foot vicinity of in ground water, and I didn't even see it coming. That's life though, you know, sometimes it gets you. I was thinking about that today, uh, while I was here, I had the day off, I was here down at the Institute. I call my apartment complex the Institute because there's, I just feel like there's a whole lot of just 
gang bangers around me that are ready to swoop up on you and do some finessing. But I was there, you know, I, I was thinking about that when that happened. Oh, God, it was so weird, man. I mean, this was a long time ago. I think my, I was with my mom and she was babysitting this girl. I think I was trying to impress her because she was an older girl. Stupid, man. That's what, that's what women do to you. They get you in trouble for no reason. Next thing you know, you're drowning at the bottom of a public swimming pool. Come to think of it, where were my floaties? I should have been wearing floaties. Wasn't geared up the proper way. But anyways, uh, back to the Institute um, talk here. Whole lot of bone thugs and harmony around me, and I'm in here in solitude. I had to spend a year in the hole. <laughs> no, no, it's... It's not that bad here, but I will say though, while I was swimming today at the public pool, I found the missing piece of a, well, I, I'll just say, uh, probably a older woman's weave. A weave is what a person uses when they want to try to keep the remains of their youth because they can't dip their toes in the fountain of youth much longer. And their EBT food stamps card has said declined. And I found a piece of it. It was laying on the side of the pool. There was also a creepy uh, black man that was wearing a suede felt tracksuit that was walking around the vicinity. And I'd like to seem to believe he targeted uh, two white females that were keeping it real on the other end of the pool there whenever I was there. And he went over and... He infiltrated their business. He tried being that that older ego I was talking about earlier. And it didn't work out at all. Lasted about probably no more than maybe eight minutes, nine minutes tops, and they left the vicinity almost effective immediately. And then another guy came in. Uh, I could hear him listening to the, I don't know, probably some sort of basketball tape. Bullshit. He was he's listening to a Walkman. A Walkman is what was used before the iPod. If you don't know what an iPod is, well, maybe it's best we don't speak and you sit at the other end of the table where they have the fruit spread. I'll be over by the chips and pretzels. Don't be asking to come over here because you're telling me I'm old or something. Used to have to get a billion viruses on my computer because of LimeWire. LimeWire was a site for pirating illegal tracks from artists. That site was something else. That and it came programmed with every U2 song you can imagine. I don't know why. I, I think U2 had a some kind of partnership with Steve Jobs before he croaked. That man tried living off fruits and vegetables. No protein. Uh, Steve, look what happened, buddy. Look what happened. Oh, uh, boy. And then, I, uh, well, while I was talking there, I brought up the Institute. And while speaking on the behalf of the Institute and why I call it it, there's a lot of screams, there's a lot of things yelling around here. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Ah, uh, there's a lot of different birds that are that are yelling way too loud. They don't use their inside voices. Um, we have we've owls 
because it's a, a, a reserve. You ever see an owl during the daytime? Me neither. But I can hear a yelling. And then uh, at the very last yell, you can hear a toddler getting reprimanded by his family members in the, in the parking lot. Oh, whatever. I told you to not touch the last Funyun. This is what happens. Yeah. I hear things like that. Just... Oh, you thought you were real slick, huh? Oh, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, a lot of things like that. But while I'm going into things here, another facility you could visit while you're here in the Institute is the laundromat. And it all happens in the laundromat. Do you know why it happens in the laundromat? That's where the dirty business is dealt. That's why. I saw a black dung beetle in one of the dryers. That's quite all right. I moved to the next town over. You have to be observant. You have to look around at your surroundings, Bear Grylls. And you, you have to, you have to look for, uh, you have to look for bugs. It's a, it's a pain in the ass being in the uh, reserve. Everything's pretty much trying to, trying to kill you or stop you in your tracks and look the other way and blend in with the camouflage. The laundromat's cool, man. I, uh, like going in there. Um, shows I'm just a pretty regular guy. I'm a normal civilian. I throw the clothes in, I put the soap down, I shut the lid, and I sit and wait, just like the rest of America. Not really a big old difference between you and me. I'm just sitting there, waiting on the world to change. Waiting for a president that doesn't wave his arms around whenever he's trying to say something important during one of his speeches. Like some kind of wacky, waveable arm flailing tube man that you see outside of car dealerships. But I'm just sitting there, man. Uh, you know, there's a Jamaican older man fellow that comes in and he pests me every damn time I go in there. And he says, hey, make sure you clean up your dryer sheets because... I, I get why he's pissed. I mean, there's a million of them all over the floor. Nobody nobody has any respect. But he sits there and he has to take a broom and sweep them up. It's a bitch. But he gets pissed. Um, I just wait for him to go in the back of the broom closet and then I usually just drop mine anyways. I, I don't, uh, l let me elaborate, okay? I, I don't do it intentionally, okay? I, I don't wake up on the wrong side of the pillow and I, I say, and go look myself in the mirror and take a drag out of a cigarette and go, I'm going to make that Jamaican guy my bitch today. I'm going to make his life a living hell. I'm going to leave my dryer sheets wherever the hell I please. And you're not going to tell me shit, old man. That's not what I do. I'm not a bad guy. He's just like the rest of us, though. He just he just doesn't want you to be a gremlin. Just be civil, okay? Tuck your napkin into your shirt whenever you're about to eat a plate for supper. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay? Just use some table manners. That's all I'm asking. It's not that hard. It doesn't have to be this way. But I was listening to... I don't even know how I got there. I was on YouTube uh, scrolling through and Andre 3000 appeared. He did like a segment for... I think it was GQ or something. I don't know. Some British BS 
I don't know much about it. But Andre 3000 is one of the dudes from Outcast. I knew who Outcast was because I grew up in the 2000s. So songs like Miss Jackson and and Rosa Parks. That's a good one too. But go look those two songs up. I don't know how Andre 3000 he does like some hardcore like like lip smacking like beatboxing man it is it's nasty on uh, Rosa Parks but he was talking about you know um being natural in a natural state of mind and doing what he can to be just a normal civilian because that's all yeah that's all he wants you know believe it or not when GQ you know did the interview with him they did it in a laundromat and that's where it comes together it comes together at the laundromat. You got dirty sheets? Me too, buddy. Let's clean this world up. One Todd pot at a time. See what I did there? Remember when kids were eating those? Heh. <laughs> Weird. But it was cool. Um, you know, uh, like the... I, I gotta say, they, they did get probably the worst interviewer, like, maybe ever to, you know, interview him in... <laughs> He just basically just in like a non-confrontational way, every single question he would say, why don't you rap again? You should rap again, bro. You're kind of like a, like an original originator, man. Like Biggie Smalls or Tupac. You revolutionized the game, bro. Like getting, getting frat boy visor wearing backwards hard about it for no reason he needed to calm down a peg or two but luckily you know uh andre 3000 he's a very humble man it's very nice to see what that man was up to and he plays the flute now he just released actually a new album and it's it's all about blowing into some some flutes wooden tubes that's pretty neat how neat is that but uh yeah that's that's where it happens though you know uh he talks basically saying he just wants to be normal. He doesn't like how the paparazzi uh, bombards you and wants to see what you're having for supper. Just trying to eat your meal of Kraft macaroni and cheese dinner. Sorry, supper. Of Kraft macaroni and cheese supper. And you got poachers outside knocking at your window. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good interview. Uh, you should go check it out. Like I said, it's on uh, GQ's website, and the man just doesn't want to be famous. He wants to make art for the people, but the people are ruining the intellectual connection between an artist and a once human being. Good stuff. All right. My segment here coming up, uh, Car Drive Head Thoughts, and I'm going to be speaking back into the Catholic religion here, just for a little, because, well, it popped up into my head today. What is holy water, and what makes it holy? Because I gotta tell you something. I know a lot of people that would just go into the church, and, you know, they give you, they, they have a box full of those yellow pill capsules. You know, what old people get, it's your local Giant Eagle Pharmacy. 
for 900 milligram ibuprofens that are just crushing their liver. Anyways, uh, you know, what your grandma or grandpa would get. And, well, they have like a box of them there. And um, you can get holy water in them. And I got to tell you, I know a lot of people that would just take those pill bottles and, well, they would take them and use it for grinding up drugs and doing other things that are not very holy. We'll just leave it at that. But I was like thinking about it. I, I I never I never got any of the concepts. I never understood. Um I kinda used to think because, you know, I, I've I'm a I'm a kid. My mind's racing. I, I would think priests would just spit in water and that's what made it holy. You know, they're sitting there in their their uh living facilities, you know, because they live on the they live in some kind of building or such on the at the church, and I guess, yeah, just a priest, he just gets up in the middle of the night, and his bunkmate, I'd imagine they have bunk beds, probably goes, oh, that's Greg, he's just getting up again to go spit in a bunch of water, that way we can give it out for mass tomorrow morning. I always thought there was cranberry juice in the cup, and the host, made out of bread, was a giant tum. Tums when you eat when you get an upset stomach. You have to like, and then you have to like get into a line. It's it's just like anything else, man. You have to get into the line. Why do you have to get into the line for whatever? Whatever. I, I'm not even gonna go there. I, I was gonna say some things there, and I'm just not going to. But I I mean I'm standing and sitting and kneeling and singing. I should be allowed to have some certain thoughts. I'm I'm doing a lot there. I'm I'm participating. My participation points should be through the roof. Let me let me ask a few questions. Preferably to the organist. I don't know what it was, man. At, at my church, uh, they had a organ. The organist um, had had these pipes, and the pipes were like built in to a wooden frame, like around the wall, and they would always like move and stuff. I mean. Imagine if you just say like a acid tab and you just stared at that. And then you have like the the glass like backdrop of like a, of a very colorful representation of the big man upstairs. You can just sit there. Dude would probably come right off that painting. You'd shit your pants. So it is Thanksgiving and I want to talk about some of some of the side options. What's the best and what's not way work? I'd have to put the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. They're all the way at the top of the list. Add gravy to both those. Guaranteed. Don't mess around with me. Next thing up is probably the corn. Some type of sweet corn. If you want to get really crazy, um, can add some cayenne. Cayenne. Cayenne pepper to the corn if you want a kick i've been watching gordon ramsay so i know these things next would probably be the crescent rolls uh the pillsbury doughboy ones unbelievable don't try to get me there uh next i like a good uh sweet potato I like the sweet potatoes mushroom or the the marshmallows are nice that on top tied up with a good uh green bean casserole 
You know, the kind that has the dried, crunchy onion bits on top of it? Yeah, that kind. That kind's the best. Then you, you get into the, the mediocre stuff. Uh, of course, the turkey, or if you're a participating household that does the ham, honey-baked ham, good for you. That's something. And you keep scurrying down there. Um, make your way to the cranberry sauce. And I'll tell you, I never got the cranberry sauce because I'd have to, I'd have to eat it like a Marine Corps soldier that smashes their food all together because they're in boot tramp because they're in boot camp training and they have a time limit to smash their food into their mouth that's the only way i could do cranberry sauce you know why because cranberry sauce it looks like a a beet and beets are absolutely filthy if you like dirt by all means. Yep. That's right. You guessed it. It's that time of the podcast. In a few words or less. Let's get going. My husband pleasures himself a lot. Is the problem with me or him? Am I making a big deal out of nothing? No. By all means, you should be making a big deal of this. You should try doing some foreplay. I would suggest lubing them up in some KY jelly and whipping them like a naughty schoolboy or give them a hall pass. You don't know what a hall pass is? Go watch the movie Hall Pass. Next question. Can you do... (laughs) Can you debunk the myth that Will Chamberlain played against weak competition? Let me tell you something. Will Chamberlain was an ass man. He liked his ladies. He had a sexual appetite that was bigger than mine and yours. And not to mention he would drink whole milk during a 40-minute game. I mean, he probably played like 40 minutes. Drink milk on your... Every breath off that you would typically drink Gatorade. Get back to me on that one. Next one up. What joke best illustrates the difference between Democrats and Republicans? This one's pretty easy for me. One gets a bowl. Well, both of them get a bowl for cereal. One puts the cereal in first, then the milk. The other one puts the milk in first then the cereal. You're welcome. Next question. How did John Wayne avoid military service in World War II and Korea? He told them he had trench foot. That's how he got out of that. Not a clue. Next question. If Oswald wasn't Kennedy's assassin, why did he leave the Texas School Book Depository shortly after the assassination without letting anyone know? Because Oswald forgot his time clock out punch card in his back pocket. And he didn't want anybody to know that he forgot to punch out. And he was trying to get some overtime hours. See what I did there? 
Next question. Why is the WWE struggling? Well, because John Cena's too busy caught up in To Make a Wish, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is making movies. Stone Cold Steve Austin got addicted to Kool-Aid jammers. He was sick of banging the beer together. Next question. Was Michael Jordan overrated as a defender? Let me ask you something. You ever see a guy stretch his arm from half court and then make a slam dunk? I think that defense kind of explains for itself. Next question. Why do people move back to California after moving to Texas? Because everything's bigger in Texas and they put red hot. Well, they put that shit on everything. Alright, well, that about does it for me. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for, of course, listening. And I hope you have a nice happy holiday uh, eating supper with a bunch of people you probably wish you could see a little less because they're annoying the bejesus out of you. Just joking. But have a nice happy holiday. And just keep it real while you're doing it.